there's a finite number of things in the refrigerator that I recognize as food when I'm looking for something to eat. There are things that I look right past or just through and I'm just like, no, I've, like, it's not even that I'm looking at it and being like, no, I'm not eating that. It's like, I don't even acknowledge its existence. They don't even exist. And they don't exist. And like eggs in the fridge are just one of those things because I just never use them. Yeah, it makes sense. There's like a there's like a container of blueberries that have been in there for, well, probably longer than they should be at this point, and they should be thrown out. But <laughs> oh man, I love blueberries. Reach in, grab a handful. Mm. Man, one of the reasons that I'm so one of the reasons I'm so skittish about eating fruit is because like eating bad fruit is like one of the worst experiences you can possibly have. Yeah, it's it's definitely something unpleasant. I've, I've that's happened to me a couple times for sure. And I, I get so squeamish about it that like, you know, I've had experiences where I'll reach in and I'll grab like a couple of blueberries and then see and then like either eat them or come close to eating them. And then I look in the container and I see that there's mold in there and my whole stomach just turns because I'm like, oh, God, I ate that. Oh, <laughs> and it just like. I just won't eat anything the rest of the day because I'm just like it just turns my stomach. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's it's gotten to a it's gotten to a point where, like, I'm kind of just scared to eat fruit in general now. (laughs) Not I I mean, whenever I've eaten something bad, it's kind of like, and then I'll eat another. Then I can take another bite. (laughs) No, it it grosses me out to the point where, like, all other food is ruined for a period of time. (laughs) <laughs> like the appetite is it just drops right out of me <laughs> yeah that's 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 serious you have to be careful with that one <laughs> so hey everybody welcome to the retro breakdown um i'm your co-host time wanderer this is my friend tom who is Hi. also a co-host <laughs> we talk about old video games and then sometimes the dogs bark yeah, it's it's only sometimes though. It, it's it's generally like once or twice per episode. True, I was saying At sometimes least. we talk about video games. <laughs> oh well, yeah, that too. I'm actually going to start out talking about anime because wow. like I, it's a long story how I got here, and I don't want to tell the whole thing because like it involves work. Okay, but I started watching Initial D this week. Fast, fast, or no, gas, gas, gas. Dude, the Eurobeat initial D is, is fantastic. It's, so I... Did you make that the, turn with the water I, in this cup? I don't, I want to talk about it, but I don't know if I can talk about it, because it's just like, it's a, it's a whole confluence of events for something that I'm, that I'm planning. But I'm basically going to try to do an initial D meme for a work thing, but that's all I can really talk about. Mm, and then okay. I and like I started playing something and I was like I just put on an initial D playlist because it was a racing game. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, this is a great idea. And then I was like I'm watching Initial D. You know what? I I have heard these songs out of context so often that I like- really just want to know what the context is now. Well, you, 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 you already knew the context. You just didn't realize it. 
Well, yeah, no, that's true. He's, he's just taking. I know the general really. context. The general context is like '90s CG cars do a fast. Yeah, except that the main character is Saitama, and he never had. There's like no doubt that he's ever going to lose a race, or uh, yeah, yeah, that he's ever going to win. <laughs> like the, the dude just cr- well, at least for the first. Um, yeah, I'm like I've halfway ne- through the first it. season, and like there have been some setups where it's like it's quite clear he's going to win. Yeah, because only because of the setup. The setup of the race is basically one where it's like it, it's basically one where it's like it would be offensive if the other person won. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is sort of funny at the beginning of the you know, the arc, because usually the beginning is where there's some mistakes. Sure. But no, it's like I've been like I've been drifting down this mountain since I was like 12 years old (laughs) because I was driving for my dad because that because we just do that, I guess. His 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 Toyota Sprinter. uh, The Hachidoku. uh, Yeah, the the A86 or something like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. chassis code or whatever i don't know it's, it's been a very long time since i watched the initial d you have seen it yeah i watched the first season and some of the second and third i don't remember what because so when when grin grin turismo maybe three or four i don't know whatever was on ps3 my my buddy had it or no we got it for free through some i don't know, it was like club penguin or some weird thing where you could like do something and then they'd send you free crap and one of the things they sent you was grin turismo we're like okay and you could get the car in the game Oh, that's oh. kind of fun. And so like, I actually, so a, a friend of mine who I uh, I tuned into, I tuned into her stream because she was playing Rabby Ribby, mm. and I was like, oh yeah, that game was fun. Um, I remember it fondly and not for the weird parts, which is nice. I I I remember the name and that's it. <laughs> that's fine. That's we won't have to talk about it further. Um, okay. <laughs> Uh, she really likes like Eurobeat stuff and all of the Initial D soundtrack, and we've talked about that before. And uh, and I was like, oh hey, I you know I started I actually started watching Initial D, and we and we started talking about it. And then a news article came up that she shared in in my Discord about how uh, Toyota is unveiling a special um electric no version no of way. the of the 86 <laughs> man that's going to sell like 100 uh units probably i don't know like i was looking at it and i was like dude you want are you going you want to get some initial d action i i mean if i, I mean new, if I i've been car, eyeing an electric car that's true that is not a Tesla. Yeah, no thanks. And I mean, like, come on, how cool, how cool would that shit be? <laughs> it would be super cool. Like, and I was like, cool. I'm at the point in the show where the uh, the screw up best friend, uh, Itsuki. Yeah. He gets his car and he thinks it's an eight <laughs> six. Yeah. And he's like, oh look at my cool car and never. And then the other guys are like. Hold up, rev the engine. And they're like, oh shit, you got an 8.5. It's like the 8.6, but shitty. (laughs) 
and then everyone laughs at him and he gets super upset about it. And I'm sitting here like, oh. Oh, so it's a car with like the same body type, but it doesn't have like race car specs? That, that sounds practical and normal. <laughs> I would want that one. You know, You're also not trying to drift down a mountain, right? Like, I don't need it for that. I just actually like the boxy style of it is kind of cool. I mean, if you had that, car, I dig you, it. If you don't have some initial D something like it doesn't have to you don't have to have like a giant painted symbol on it, but you got to put like a sticker or, or, or a decal or a magnet or something. I get the, the Fujiwara tofu shop side <laughs> on the side. <laughs> like it doesn't have to be giant, but there has to be something. So everyone knows, yeah, okay, this guy, this guy initial D's. I mean, would it be okay if I just, if I just played? Yeah, you could like just deja vu some... everywhere I go. You can, you can just, you can I marked out so bad when running in the 90s started playing in like that the is... fourth episode. And I was like, oh my God, there it is. Yeah, running in the 90s is, was my introduction to Initial D eventually because so when I was in college and it was like the it was sort of the peak of torrenting and mm. I was downloading a, and a, all very legal um, tracks yep. of songs that I owned. Absolutely. Uh, yep. I just didn't ever know that the, that I owned that CD yep. that had a mm -hmm. bunch of Eurobeat on it. I was like, oh, cool. And I loved running in the 90s so much. And Kyle was like, oh, hey, that's from Initial D. I was like, why do you know that? And I was like, I don't mean why do you know that. I know you know everything. Um, and so then we looked up what Initial, or like I looked up what Initial D was. And like, oh, yeah, I like this music. And then I didn't care about the anime for, you know, 10 more years. And then, uh, but I but I was jamming out to the music for since since the very first time I heard, I was like, yep, whenever I need something that just amps me up, I'll mm -hmm. throw on some, some, uh, some Eurobeat from Initial D. It is good for that. Man... So I've gotten to the point in the series where I I have seen that there are there are characters that have um like there are character theme songs. <laughs> so there's like that there's that one car um the the black car and the theme that plays every time that it comes up is the like is like the Halloween. <laughs> oh God! Like I gotta find the name of it, but like yeah, it should, no, please do. It's I'll you know what I'll do is I'll how far are we into the episode? I will find it and I will play it on like the in like the background. Not the full theme because it starts out as like the public domain like organ. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I wonder if there's a is that a it? Collection in, of... in D minor. I think that's it. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't have a. I'm really bad. Yep, at names yep, and yep, stuff. yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. That's that's totally it. Takata in D. I wonder if they have a if they've re-released Initial D anytime because it was on those. I would I would like to, I could watch Initial D. I would own it. But I think they only have the old save DVDs. I don't know if they ever release it on Blu-ray or something. It's this one. You you uh, you know it. If you didn't know it from the name. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I I when when you said the Halloween theme. Yeah, like, or the, it's the literally the Halloween, like not the theme from the movies, the theme from the holiday. Yeah, where, where it's just like, oh, it's a spooky, it's a spooky track on an on a on a uh, organ. Yeah. <laughs> Here's an organ telling us that there is a, and there's lightning, 
and there is a there's a spooky house and a ca- or castle and some bats. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's gotta be bats. There's always they gotta, bats. They might even come out of the organ. <laughs> 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 That's true. That's very, very true. It's very true. Oh goodness, yeah. So yeah, that's that's cool. That's a, that's a fun. That's a fun. Uh, a fun show to go to. Yeah, it's every once in a while. There's like something will hit me where it's like, hey, it. I mostly do it with games where it's like, oh, this is a classic and I've never played it, so I need to play it. I mean, hence this podcast. Um, yeah, we, we but every, play lots of classics. Every so often, an anime catches me and I'm like, I want to know what the deal is with that. Uh, a few years ago, it was Hajime no Ippo, and I watched all of that, and that's super good. Super, super good. And now, like, my only... The only thing that I knew about um, Initial D other than the music before watching it was the weird dated looking CG. Oh, man, is it is it ever? And like, it's kind of grown on me the more I've seen it. It's 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 in the perfect spot of early, like early enough where it's not offensive because it was cool at the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whereas it, it feels like watching reboot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's it's not like where you watch it's I don't know, like the, the when this um, the the newer Studio Ghibli movie was shown. And I was like, oh, it's all CG and like it's fine CG work, but it doesn't look like Studio Ghibli. So it felt offensive. Sure. Because Studio yeah. Ghibli is known for like the beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, hand drawn art. And so, so it's it's not in that. Yeah. R- I mean, yeah, it's like if VanillaWare put out a game that looked like normal. <laughs> it looked yeah, like exactly. a, if if Vanillaware put out a game that looked like a standard anime game, like a like a uh, an atelier or even like a Persona, I'd be like, oh no, what happened? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and it, it's it's not that it's that's that's why I said offensive is far too strong of a yeah of a word. It would be disappointing. But it would just be kind of like, huh, that's too bad. I guess I yeah. don't have. And what's weird is that then I, I I had no interest in watching it, even though I I like pretty much every single thing Studio Ghibli's been associated with but i was like mm. I, I don't want to watch it because it's missing that's it's aesthetic to me uh, but uh but the the, the cg in, in initial d is in that perfect spot is it is very very much oh yeah look at that cg mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's classy it's yeah. in that corner is so tight <laughs> so i don't know if you ever watched lucky star <clears throat> oh yeah 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 they do a parody of initial yeah. d and lucky star Complete with the like complete, complete with the uh, the out of context like CG racing that looks like completely different than all the other animation in the show. <laughs> yeah, and I, mean, I, I have not watched that show in so long. It's been it's really dated now. Honestly, Is it, like not funny or what? No, it it plays on a lot of pop culture <clears throat> that isn't pop culture anymore, like. There's a lot of, like, references to stuff. Particularly, like, it was so closely tied to, like, Haruhi Suzumiya. Mm-hmm. And Initial D was, like, a somewhat recent reference. So it does a lot of stuff like that where it's kind of playing on current trends and current, you know, anime uh, and pop culture stuff that just okay. is also now old. Right. So, okay, so it would st- it would probably still be very enjoyable to me because... Oh, yeah. 
I would be a part of it. But anyone watching it now would be like, oh, okay. <laughs> unless they unless they're part of the references or they, they like have they enjoy the history of it kind of a thing. Yeah, but no, yeah. I don't I don't mean to suggest that it's bad. Also, um I didn't know if it that opening is classic. <laughs> well, my my favorite part of Lucky Star is just uh I don't remember anyone's names ever, but the the seeing of the different anime endings or uh intros like there there's shoot, is it outros where they were the where, who's the blue-haired character in Lucky Star? Konata. Like yeah. Yeah, that's the only one I do remember. There you go. <laughs> well, when she's you said essentially the, name, the main character. Right, yeah, yeah, when you said the name I was like, "No, that's it for sure." Um where she sings the different like the other anime um opening songs do you know what i'm talking about i've forgotten okay uh there's my favorite there's, there's one where she sings um well i know that she does the she does the whole um haruhi suzumiya thing because she's the same voice actress right that played yeah. haruhi suzumiya but well, i didn't remember sings, i didn't remember the other stuff she sings chala head chala oh yeah she does that's true um yeah, few, no, you're right. Ones. And I, I, I loved the where, where she does that just because, you know, I love Dragon Ball so much. Of course. Yeah. So that one made me super happy. <laughs> and does, yeah. she like screeches it, too, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it like starts off whatever. And then <laughs> it's just belting it like it's like and I, I wish I could see the voice actress doing it. <laughs> voice actor. Act, I don't know uh, what the it's it's it's, it's I Aya still, Hirano and she actually has a uh, I really really like Aya Hirano um, yeah. she had her career basically ruined because like this is one of the this is one of the oh, no. like touchstone reasons why I can't stand like idol purity culture in Japan wait what happened there was a thing where she was she was really big and she was did Lucky Star she did Haruhi Suzumiya. She was like one of the hottest stars in the anime scene. She had music. She was, you know, doing the whole tour. And then some stuff came out and it's like, oh, she's, you know, she sleeps with her roadies and people on tour and like is, she you know, sex. somewhat sexually liberated. <gasps> Cut to like people burning her albums in the street and her being blackballed from the industry for like 10 years. <laughs> Holy shit, are you serious? It's that bad. It's like, oh yeah, she uh, she slept with some people on tour and everyone was like, no, unacceptable. Let us never speak of her again. That's crazy. It's crazy. Y yeah. I, so I feel really bad because I really liked her as a voice actress and a singer for that matter. Yeah. And her career just went completely down the drain because of weird purity culture bullshit in that in the whole anime and idol industry. Whereas like you're not allowed to have relationships with people so that everyone can fantasize about you being a virgin. You know, I, I, I found out who god i don't know what how to what's her name she's a she's a popular streamer on twitch uh she did like hot tub streams and like whispering into the microphone stuff um you're talking about uh amaranth uh, yeah that's it yeah 
I, I read some, I, I, there was some headline that said that she was like in an abusive. Oh yeah. I heard about this some time ago. Yeah. And, and I, I guess, uh, her ex husband was like forcing her to say that she was single so that it would like mm -hmm. play off of that idea. And it just, yep. that just made me think of it. Like what the heck? Yeah. What? Yeah. It's very similar, honestly. Cause like the whole, the whole idea that they're selling is like, it is, it is essentially the idea that like, Hey, look at this attractive female. If you spend enough money, <laughs> you've got a shot. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the illusion that they're selling. Yeah. But I mean, the people that are that delusional will think that regardless, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that's true. That like there are, there are people who will actually like, who will actually just try to make that the case anyway <laughs> but like yeah when you are actively selling that as yeah, a it's way and i say you it's very rarely the actual women in in the position to do it they are just trying to earn a living doing something that they that they love doing it's yeah. usually the managers and the people behind them saying like hey listen you got to push it you yeah you got to push the idea that you are sexually available if someone spends enough money. And it's it's it made me because I mean I I knew like, on your the hot merch tub, I knew like the hot tub streams existed and all that stuff, but I I never watched it and I didn't know who anybody was. But reading that article made me feel bad because apparently I mean I guess allegedly right we don't know what the truth is. Like she didn't even want to do a lot of them, but she mm -hmm. was being forced to do them and stuff, like or more than she wanted to or something. I don't know. Um, it's it just, it's complicated because like i'm right there with you yeah it's when it comes to like the reason that i knew who you were talking about yeah is because amaranth is basically in the news every month or two because of some kind of drama oh but it's <laughs> okay but it's so the type of thing where like a lot of that is manufactured drama and the source of that drama is angry, angry white men who are mad. There's a, su a successful woman on the Internet. Uh, OK, OK, so so it's it's based, it's that's that sort of sucks, because then if there is a real issue, then it mm -hmm. can just kind of get glossed over in some ways. Yeah. So it's really difficult to know, like for the record. Yeah. The hot tub streamers can do whatever they want. Yeah, sure. I Here. don't care. Like, if you've got a successful business that involves, like, you know, hanging out in a bikini and squeezing your boobs together while people throw money at you, like, d more power to you. My best. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> my, my, my only feelings would come from being, uh, I wish, I wish I could do it. <laughs> I know. Right. Like there's, there's like a certain degree of jealousy. There's a little, just a little bit of like, man, that's neat. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> but then but, like there, there's a jealousy to it. And then there's like, you see even a fraction of what, women go through on the internet if they yeah, if they even i mean it doesn't even matter no. i was gonna say like if you make any part of your body available to look at at all you're going to get harassed but you're gonna get harassed if you don't too so like yeah i mean you damned if you do damned if you don't the the only reason i found out about that was i i, I made some mistake of being on i i looked up the meaning of a meme 
that I oh, was God. going to use for something. And I was like, oh, what's this? So I went to like, you know, I typed in meaning and it took you to that one, I don't know, whatever the meme website is that has like. Know your meme? Of, yeah. And yeah. then that, I saw a picture of something about, I don't know, it was like streamer did this and I, I, I clickbaited it. And yeah. mm-hmm. um, it was about some old WoW streamer who doesn't exist anymore or he just kind of disappeared because right. he did some creepy sexual assault stuff. And Sure. So then I was curious, so I looked into that, and I guess I, I, I read a bunch of, like, twit longers from different people and different and from different events. I'm like, what am I doing? I can't believe I'm reading this. It made me so sad about, like, how screwed up so many people are. And then I guess I because know. of that, Google was like, hey, you're interested in this stuff. So then it gave oh, me... Oh, God, <laughs> that's the worst! <laughs> it gave me the, the, the link to uh, Am, 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 Amaranth. I've had to I've had to train myself out of clicking on links out of morbid curiosity. Oh yeah, yeah, no. I that was I don't know why I I was overwhelmed with I'm going to click and then I was like, "No," but then I started reading yep. it. <laughs> and it was too late. <laughs> Cuz it's like the the algorithm will like you get like you dip one toe in just to see how bad something is. <laughs> and then oh, yeah. like the algorithm is like alt writers like you also like these these stories. <laughs> and know your meme is weirdly terrible about like you look up one thing and then you go down to like here are some examples of this post and like three of them are like racist or anti-Semitic yeah, in like the first is. six and it's like <laughs> what happened? <laughs> It's really true. Ban this or something. Like, <laughs> moderate anything. <laughs> so, and not like casually racist. Like, no, no, like deeply, outright. directly, like. For the memes, okay? Yeah, no. It, um, oh. right, right after 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 that article, and I was like, uh, hmm, I. I I happened to have another issue with a website that wasn't working. Like, my login wasn't connecting. I was like, you know what? And I just wiped all of my my cookies and browsing history and then told <laughs> Google to stop, like, tracking my stuff so it would, like, reset it. I was like, okay, cool. Now I'm back to getting, like, just random stuff. And then in, uh, the other day I switched it back to, like, being on and, like, my preferences kicked back in. So it was, like, just video game stuff again. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. You wipe all the you wipe all the browsing history and everything, and then all of a sudden it's like, um, Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I was logging into all of my accounts. And I was like, oh shit, <laughs> I don't remember my password for anything. Oh god, yeah, that's rough. <laughs> it's I really like. I shouldn't say this. Like, I shouldn't like broadcast this to the internet. But like, I don't. I don't rotate my passwords enough. Yeah. I've been using the same rotation of like four or five passwords since like 2002. Oh, I'm I'm coming for you now. <laughs> no, someone, I'm someone is gonna figure account. one out, and then like I have it. They all. will have like half of my accounts. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've tried to use the you know like the browser does the like randomly generated password. Yeah, yeah, and it'll save it for you. Sure, I've tried to do that, and it's great until you need to log into that thing on any other platform, and then you're like, "Oh shit!" It's like, okay, J, three pound, sign. pound <laughs> exclamation point G. <laughs> well, and what's funny about passwords is that they just need to be long. Like that, all that other stuff is not as important as the length of the the password. Yeah. Because it, it's more variables. 
Yeah, because I mean, it's not a human typing in passwords, hacking your account. Right, right. It's like you know, a machine typing in uh, that or like inputting them. Yeah, trying like ten thousand of them a minute until it, or ten thousand of them a second until it gets one. Yeah, yeah. So the, I don't know. That was I. I was never a, a huge fan of the. Um, X Q X what was the X Q C D or something like that comics like the little stick figure X K C D yeah yeah that's it uh, but that one I did enjoy where I was talking about how to make a good password mm, yeah there's a few that that were that were that were spot on yeah for I don't know sure. why but sometimes the humor of that fell really flat or it felt you know what it was I'm going to guess it was probably that part of me that you know strongly dislikes Big Bang Theory or like the mm. there's like a certain idea of or even penny arcade a lot of times where it just felt like that's that is who it was for and i for whatever reason distinctly put myself out of that category yeah, so yeah like, oh i, I can't you. like this so yeah. then when there was one that i did like i was like oh no i i like that's okay <laughs> yeah yeah it's i i kind of get that it's a weird feeling right because it's yeah. like if there is something that is so specifically and directly made for you that it feels like pandering yeah yeah. Then it's like, well, I'm not going to, you know, I am not going to, like, perpetuate the stereotype. Yeah. Like, it's the same, it's the same thing where, like, I, I've talked about before how if I can tell, if I can feel, like, the really strong, like, sort of manipulation in an advertising pitch, it starts, I completely... I completely veer off in the other direction and I'm like, oh, I want that, but I'm not going to buy it out of spite just because I see what you're trying to do. <laughs> you know, it's, and I've talked about this before with labels and stuff where I don't like the idea of like gamer or whatever. Right. Like it, yeah. But, but when I was, I've been watching GDQ this week and when they talk about it, it doesn't bother me at like, cause it's, it's sort of the idea that this is, you know, it's, it can be a really cool way for a group of people to come together and it doesn't have to be the, like that idea of it's not necessarily just a label to differentiate yourself. It sometimes can just be a label to bring people together. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I've, I've kind of started seeing gamer that way. Me too. Well, especially in the setting of, of like GDQ like that, because you just see yeah. how many people are brought together and it's from all these different parts of the world. And it's so awesome. It's, it's so, so awesome. Cool. And you know, like GDQ's mission is like specifically and directly inclusive. Yeah, to the point that they've they that uh you know there's been years of well not so much anymore because it's not so exciting but for a while there a bunch of people were really mad at them because of that <laughs> yeah because because of them being inclusive how dare you they were so inclusive that they ex that people excluded themselves from it because they didn't want to be part of the inclusivity <laughs> as they do yeah you know it happens I guess dude there have been some really great runs and as i'm saying there have it, been coming out so of, many world records <laughs> i was just i was just about to say that yeah <laughs> and it's i hate to be the one to say this but i have to admit that there is a part of me that's like hmm all the runs are online this year and there was that one guy who ran revengeance who did like a oh. spliced run and oh. got busted for doing like a, an illegitimate run, and uh, boy, I the really, really, there's a suspiciously high number of world records at this event. Yeah, and I just hope they're real. 
I well, I, I feel I'm all but positive the the Mario Galaxy one was, because that was a a three man race, and I mean I suppose it, it there's a chance that it wasn't, but I I it seems so real. I'm gonna I'm gonna I hope it's I don't know. No, I get it. I I totally understand. I forgot. It's about, like, I actually forgot about that. Damn you, Dean. I know. It's just like. I saw a couple of them and I was like, oh, sick world record. That's awesome. And then there were like, I saw like three or four more and I was (laughs) like, that's a lot of records. Maybe it's just games that aren't played that much. Cause like a lot of them are, I will say that a lot of the, a lot of the things that have come up and and been world records are things that like, Hey, I'm the only one who plays this and I I broke my my own record. record. Cause it's not like someone got the the perfect Mario brothers one run. Yeah. 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 Like, Everything because that I what are they? They're still like a fraction of a second away from having that be uh, unbeatable. Yeah, it, it's They're it's like essentially off, like the mo- that like I think Mario One is like the most optimized speed run on Earth at this yeah, point. Yeah, I, I do believe they're they're quite literally a frame or two off from being at an unbeatable record. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like yeah, I, it I literally cannot go faster than this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Unless, unless someone figures out a way to break the game somehow, which is always when, whenever they talk about looking for glitch hunters and things like that, and people figure this stuff out, I'm just like, I just, I don't, I don't get it. It's so hard for me to f- understand how people do it. I, it's the, so the, cool. the Mario three wrong warp is one of the most insane things I've ever seen. when they when you actually sit down and you hear someone like explain how it works where it's like we have to get this shell and and like come down here and kick it to exactly this sub pixel so that it puts this value in storage right and it's like you are you're coding the game you are you are are literally like programming it via inputs right now yeah which and is i why don't understand how that works <laughs> yeah. and that's probably why like because programming is beyond me so that's probably partially what it is that it's i just i just i'm always amazed when people do things i, I guess it's anything honestly like when someone invents something or, or figures out a way to do stuff it's sort of it, it it's hard for my brain to wrap it around it wrap mm-hmm. around that idea of being like yeah i i discovered i looked for this thing and then i found it like i don't know it's just so cool and it's incredibly impressive and yeah because you, you and play. i being like you know we sit down with the video game and we grab the controller and we play the video game yeah and, right? and sure maybe i'll occasionally like i messed around in grand theft auto sure uh, sure you know for like just driving into this swing set that sent you flying across the um the world and we did that for hours oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. right and but i didn't discover that glitch you saw someone else do it and you were like let me try that yeah and then we messed around with it for a bit and they're like oh i wonder if there's other things and we've like yeah that'd be cool and then we're like yeah let's do something else (laughs) yeah 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 there are there are people who just i imagine a lot of it comes from like working in qa and and testing well even those people blow my mind when you think about what they do and then you think about how you know, poorly they're compensated, but that's a different conversation. Um, that's a very good conversation to have, though. Yeah, like, because like that—that's so important, and it's—it's it's, well, my favorite. I still think one of my favorite stories when I think about that is the when they found out that the one SpongeBob game on the PS2 demo disc would just erase all the data on the memory card if 
if someone did this thing in a way. And they're like, no, nah, no one, that doesn't matter. It's not frequent enough for it to be a problem. We're not going to care. And yep. sure enough, people have their memory card erased because, you know, mm -hmm. it can just happen. Because it can happen. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, I don't know where we were. We were talking about GDQ and how many world records there were. Oh, yeah. And yeah. how impressive it is that people just, like, go about their day just... Oh, yeah. just testing it's, stuff and seeing like, hey, I wonder if this will break. Well, because then I think about the, the guy who played this, the crappy Steven Seagal prototype game. Oh, man, I like, just watched that this morning. Yeah, he played. He, he was talking about how he played each level for, you know, one level is like 50 hours. Like, oh, well, I suppose if you're willing to dedicate this kind of time to things, maybe you'll figure stuff out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and maybe that's my promise that I, I am not that person. <laughs> hey, what kind of... What kind of insane madman sits around and plays some crappy prototype game for hours and hours? <laughs> to be fair, he played it for hundreds of hours. Yeah. I don't think you've done that. <laughs> no, I, it took me like seven to beat Symphony of the Night. Yeah. And, and that was, all things considered, okay. <laughs> Like, it like it was for bad. a Gamecom game, like it was fire. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. it never came out, and I've never played another Gamecom game, but I feel <laughs> confident in saying that it's the best Gamecom game ever released. <laughs> we 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 have to put that to the test. Well, we should look. We should look up made. the the Gamecom games and just pick the the best few and and play them this year. Just so we can, we can, we can, you know, definitively say on the retro breakdown. Yep. What the best game. What's the best Gamecom game? Spoiler, it's Lights Out. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the history of it. That's it. The game is piecing together its storied past. <laughs> Honestly, it, for some of these games, the, the history is legit the most interesting part. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's why I had so much fun learning about the Sega Institute because of that, and that was even for a game that was good, uh, uh, Comic Zone. But my my favorite part was just learning about how it came to be and and all of that stuff. So yeah, I think that I mean that's that, I'm we also sort of like the the history of it, so that 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 plays into that idea. <laughs> yeah. The the game they're playing right now. The Pedestrian is one that I've wanted to play for a long time and never did. And I feel like watching this makes me want to play it more. It, it, I had a, a I a had an interesting game. experience like that yesterday. Uh, last night, I've been playing Wings of V, which yeah, yeah. Um, is a very fun, very good uh, precision platformer made by the developer of I Want to Be the Boshi. Mm -hmm. um, I decided to go... I decided to play on hard mode, so I'm like less than 20% into the game, and I'm over 500 deaths in the game. That so that's seems, good. That seems reasonable. It's it's a lot of deaths, but like, <laughs> you know, it's, that's the experience I wanted. I was like, I don't know what I want to play, so you know what I'm going to do is play a game with an unreasonable difficulty curve. <laughs> and... I was playing it yesterday and there were like two or three people in my chat who were like, oh, I think I own this or I think this is on my wish list. Oh my and they God. watched me play for about 20 minutes and they were like, oh, this is actually super cool. I should 
I, like, let me see if I have enough Steam credit to pick this up. And then, like, within the next 30 minutes, they were all like, wow, I'm really glad I didn't buy this game. Oh. Oh, so in other words, it's got to be one of your favorite games you've played in recently. I mean, it's, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I like it. <laughs> There's an outstanding number of people that are grateful they didn't pay money for it, and you're like, oh, God, yes. It's it's do you have the, do you have the it is specifically the the shift from like oh this game looks cool to oh this game looks like BS I don't like I I'm angry just watching it. <laughs> you know, when I tuned in last night when you were playing and you're like oh I'm stopping at 500 and I was like well wait why and I didn't realize you had already been playing for a long time because the stream said you had been live for like 30 minutes. So <laughs> that's because the reason that the stream said that I had been live for like 30 minutes is because I had actually been live for like two or three hours and change. Yeah, I looked I looked at your videos after that because I was like, oh, he must have been he, the stream must have crashed or something. Nope. <laughs> oh, I crashed it. Oh, <laughs> what'd you do? <laughs> I got through a difficult section, hit it, hit a checkpoint, was like, all right, sick. Walked two steps to the left, saw a minecart, and cut the stream. Oh, it was it was it was for comedy. It was for comedy. <laughs> I was like, I went over there and I was like, and now we do the minecart section. Bye. Stop stream. <laughs> you weren't in the mood for the the Donkey Kong segment. <laughs> the ironic thing is, there were two different minecart segments, and they were two of the easiest segments that I faced at the whole thing. <laughs> I don't think I think I died probably once on both of them combined. Oh, my God. They were like not difficult at all. Everything else around them was ridiculous. But the minecart itself was super reasonable. <laughs> it's like completely counter to my expectations. Well, I mean, that that's perfect then. Because because then the cuts like, oh, wait, this wasn't this wasn't even a good cut. <laughs> I should have. um I should have actually told people that's what I was doing because they all just thought that the stream dropped. <laughs> like they didn't like people did not recognize it as an actual joke. People were like, oh, no, rip stream. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, no. I was going to just like cut it off there if people like took it as a joke. But... But then you felt bad. But then I felt bad because everyone was like, oh, no, what happened? And I'm like, no, it's fine. I was, I was it was for the lulls. Hold, hold on. I'm, I'm explaining my joke. <laughs> yeah. That, that <laughs> I, I have to turn the stream back on to explain the joke. No, no, everything, everything's. Yeah. OK, we'll just play more. Never mind. <laughs> did you uh, did you happen to see me collect the fruit? No. Yesterday? No. Here, please enjoy this. Uh, please enjoy this. This uh, clip. It's of something that you will, I think you will get the reference. <laughs> I I'm, I don't know. I don't know why, why. Why did it kill you? Did you did you never play or watch me play? <laughs> I want to be the guy. Oh, oh no, I I uh, I, I, mean, I know it's I not really your guy. type of thing, but I thought no you'd, no. I never played it, but I watched you play. Um, I want to say that came out. I watched you play one of those games at your old apartment. Because um, I remember you fighting like a giant Ryu boss yeah. or something. Yeah, um, that's a thing. 
was it Craig Geef? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like I watched you. Fi- that I feel like is that towards the end of the game? Uh, it's middle. Oh, okay. I watched you do that and some other stuff. I I do remember there being f- like fruit in the game, but I yeah. don't remember. So one of the fir- <laughs> the first screen in the game, it, it's kind of like a it's kind of an infamous thing. The first screen in the game is just a <laughs> is just a screen where there's just some trees and you walk along and it doesn't there's not any immediate threats. And then there's like some fruit on the trees and it doesn't look like anything dangerous because it just looks like you're at Yoshi's Island in Super Mario World or whatever. Yeah. Where there's fruit on the trees and the fruit falls on you and just kills you instantly. <laughs> and okay, so yeah, like set, then set it's the like tone for the game. Yeah. It's like you take two steps and fruit falls and kills you instantly and you explode into red pixels. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome to I want to be the guy. And because this guy, because the creator of this game is the creator of one of the most famous, if not the most famous, I want to be the guy fan game. Yeah. Or I want to be the guy like (laughs) don't really know how you'd refer to it, but (laughs) Basically, there's references to the original game. Um, there, there's references to I want to be the guy throughout the game. But to the game's credit, um, it does manage to do the like really tight, challenging platforming with it. But it takes out the hallmarks of the like unfair hidden traps. And the, yeah, I mean, uh, that's, the that's the least fun thing ever to me where you're. It's like, oh, look, there's a block above the jump you're making. Yeah, like yeah. that kind of stuff. I, I, I didn't. It's for for me. It was like, oh, this would never be something I would enjoy ever. But I, I, I know for you, it was like, this is wild and cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's a mindset thing, right? Like, yeah. if you go in expecting to just roll through the stage, like it's going to be really frustrating. But if you go into a game like that, where it's like, okay, it's, it's like walking into a. It's like walking into a haunted house and being annoyed if something pops out to scare you. No, no, no. I, I completely You know what I mean? Know. Like, yeah, yes. Absolutely. You go in like you're you're expecting and even wanting that to happen. So like That's the exactly whole the I whole joy of playing games like that, it's less about playing through a game for fun. And it's a lot more about like, hey, let's see what they do to us. Like, yeah. What's next? Let's. Let's go see what the pranks are. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I completely understand it. I just know it's not for me. Yeah. No, that's completely valid because it is like it is frustrating. I mean, I got I got I got killed yesterday after a section that I probably had to go through like a hundred times. And I don't <laughs> think that's an exaggeration because there is a death counter. And I think it was about a hundred. Yeah, I did. I, I noticed that there's two death counters, one for the section. And then I'm guessing one overall. Correct. Yep. Yeah, there's your there's your overall death counter and then yours there's your area specific death counter. Yeah. Which also like I, I actually really appreciate there is a death counter for a zone and also a death counter for a boss. Like the bosses oh, have yeah. their own yeah. reset death counters. Well, I mean after seeing the nonsense of I don't know, I watched you fight a dragon thing the other day and then yesterday you were fighting a robot boss that Oh thing, yeah, god. Uh, difficult to say the I'm least. gonna I'm gonna have to get back to that one that one's that one's gonna be a thing 
Yeah, it's it seems like well, and there was someone in in your chat saying it only gets worse. <laughs> yeah, because apparently it's uh, it's a DPS race where like it's you on a it's on a time limit, yeah. basically. Because he is walking you down like Crocomire and Super Metroid, so I assume that like Crocomire and Super Metroid, like he will eventually back you up into like a spike wall or something if you don't if you don't kill him in time. Yeah, if I had to guess, that's where that is where that is headed for sure. But hey. um, realistically, that fight is so difficult and there's so much going on in it. I don't know that I I don't know that we're going to even see that much. You. Yeah, well, I, f I feel I don't know. So when watching you play games, a lot of times what happens is it takes you maybe a while to learn something like that. But then once you get it, you get it and then you just finish it fairly cleanly and efficiently. So you may not even get to that part of it if you understand, like, once you master the, the patterns. Yeah, like, that's, that's kind of what I'm hoping is, like, once you kind of learn, once I kind of learn how to manage all of the different phases of the fight, then it'll just go. Yeah, so unless there's some super trick phase where it goes way faster all of a sudden and you miss your one chance to do, like, half of his life bar in one attack or something weird. Yeah. Um, then, I, then, who knows? We may not, we may not even get to that part because... It, it is the number of times that people in, in the chat have been like, oh, man, I can't wait to see you do this. And then you finish and they're like, what the fuck? It took me like hours to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Shout outs to uh, shout outs to playing Elden Ring. Like I, I like oh, I, it happening. No. Oh, oh, well, I mean, it will. I mean, it will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's not yet. But it's something that I it's something that I think about where it's like, man, it would be so it would be so cool to just like one shot a boss that people had a lot of trouble with. It's been so long since you played one of those games. So it, it like when it's really fresh in people's minds. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it, that will be I'm excited to watch you play that. Um, and, and, and mostly because I want to know how you do against the, I don't know what, what, what's the, what's, what's the super, the, the heartwarming story of the, of the boy who has helped thousands of people clear the, the ultra hard boss. And I think her name is millennia. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, like not like millennia, like a thousand years, but like mal Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that sounds, that sounds right to me. Cause that made me happy that there was, I, I think that's. I and his name is Let Me Solo Her. Let Me Solo Her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's just like, summon me into the fight and I'll do it for you. I think that's so cool. That's the coolest. Didn't they make a... Um, I feel like I read that they that the, that they, that From Software made a tribute to her or something, or to, to the character. Yeah, I think they, I think they made them a sword or something. Yeah, yeah, something rad like that. How freaking awesome. That's really, it's really cool. <laughs> what a what a fun community like what a what a yeah right right that's that's the best dude i i mean the the from soft like souls like community in general is is toxic and weird but but in this <laughs> case like what? this is a really actually wholesome <laughs> this is a really like unusually wholesome experience to come out of it true true most of most most souls uh videos that become popular is somebody pretending to be an npc on a bridge and then knocking people off or or like yeah dro dropping into somebody's you know world and and killing them naked to make them feel bad and 
<laughs> so it's really great that the the, the uh, you know it says a lot about Elden Ring when the when the most well known person is someone that's like yeah here let me help you with that boss <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> So yeah, initial D, wings of V. Wow, unintentional rhyming. Nice, um, still playing uh, Mario Rabbids when I get a chance. That didn't rhyme. Um, I'm deliberately trying to avoid rhyming now. I, I could feel I could feel the the gears like oh, what am I gonna say next? Make sure I gotta they- make sure <laughs> that the the next phrase does not end in an E sound. <laughs> um. That's my week. What are you up to? Uh, what what did I do this week? Um, I played. <laughs> so I I don't remember if I talked about this, but I I bought Avenging Spirit on PS4 because it was on sale for two bucks, and I was curious what the arcade version, like the oh, yeah, okay. version on PS4 is like. Um, it was it was Avenging Spirit with colors and not as much lag. Uh, yeah, that's you know that's nice. <laughs> It was, it was, was it worth $2? No, <laughs> but it was wow. kind of fun to, like, it was, well, because I've already played it and it's not that different, right? Yeah, like, okay, fair. Um, But it was, I still, I would say for me, it was worth it just because it was thinking about the podcast and that's fun to, now, now it's like I have this memory of this game for the podcast and it's like, yeah, oh, it's I get something to relive that, would, that memory. <laughs> it's something you would never have even thought no. about or looked at before i would have looked at that like if we didn't have the podcast i would have looked at that box and be like haha that's funny and link the photo to you and kyle and then i'm like all right <laughs> moving yeah on. and now you know you have to be careful about that because you link me a funny photo and i'm like we're playing it we're doing it uh but i i also started i i got the 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 uh blizzard arcade collection because i've been waiting for that to go like on a a, a pretty good sale to buy it because i i really wanted to play uh, rock and roll racing because I never really played it. Mm. I played it a little bit, dude. That game is fun. Yeah, that game is super fun. Yeah, yeah. I really like it a lot. I played it way too much. Uh, so I've been doing that. I don't know. It's it's been a pretty. pretty is uh, is Blackthorn in that collection? Blackthorn and the Lost Vikings, and then they get, there was a free update that added the Lost Vikings too, and their very first uh, racing game was like Pro Pro Am or something. Mm. The one that the one that they say started it all. Uh, so who knows? Maybe there'll be a uh, one of those games in a, in a future podcast at some point. Is it? Um, is that racing uh, RPM racing by any chance? Oh yeah, that's it. The, the very first one. Yeah, I that was the second Super Nintendo game I ever owned. Ah, hey, how about that? <laughs> Between uh, Super Mario World, which was like everyone's first, and Home Alone, <laughs> the, the classic. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. But I was, I was, I didn't know if I was going to like rock and roll racing because sometimes those old racing games just are hit or miss. But man, I had just a blast playing that. Yeah. Uh, RPM racing is actually really good. By the way, that's RPM short for radical psycho machine racing. Oh, that. Yeah, of course. Yep. I mean, what what else would it be? What else would it be? (laughs) Thanks, old blizzard. (laughs) Silicon and synapse. (laughs) yeah it was years and years and years later after like just hours upon hours of playing that game that i realized that that was actually like blizzard's first game and i was like holy crap i i own a piece of history yeah for sure that's really neat actually 
And I like the Lost Vikings. That game's cool. The oh, Lost Vikings is cool. I will forever remember the Lost Vikings as the game that knocked me out of Mystery Tournament the first oh. year that I played. <laughs> so it's gonna it's 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 a rough spot for you, I understand. It's a it's a little it's a little sore. <laughs> Blackthorn is a weird a weird time. Yeah, it is. I that that is a strange video game. <laughs> it I don't yeah, know it is. I it's wanna play through the whole thing. It's like if you played uh, Out of This World with more edge. <laughs> Yo, there's, there's a whole lot of edge. <laughs> Kyle Blackthorn. <laughs> and his one-handed, no-look-behind-the-back shotgun blast. Now that, that's pretty spectacular. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> when I did that, I was like, all right. <laughs> I'm invested for at least the first stage. <laughs> <laughs> As long as it takes to do that about 15 more times <laughs> before the novelty starts to wear off. Yeah, it yep. is a hell of an it is a hell of an animation. It is. Um, then we, we went to go see the that the, the Megan movie, the AI robot murdering doll. Um, OK, which which was I'm vaguely aware of this. It was it was exactly what you'd expect it to be. Uh, you know, so you left the theater like, well, that was a dumb movie, but it was kind of fun. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, That's fine. It's totally fine. I, the, the history of it's sort of interesting to me, too, just because it was supposed to be rated R. And when the trailer came out, it became super popular with the teen crowd. So whoever uh -huh. the parent company is was like, hey, hey, make this PG-13 so we can make money off of it. And so they sure. did. And so like lots of scenes were edited. I guess a lot of murders were taken away from it. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's just, I think it's kind of cool and wild. And I guess to an extent, depending on how, you know, existential you want to take it a little spooky, how much yeah. power that the social media sphere has over stuff. Yeah. Like that it can change the entire direction of a movie. Uh, I mean, not the entire direction, but change, change it to be, you know, a, a different, like edit out major scenes so it, it can go to a, a different crowd. But then it's cool because... They can say, hey, let's release the unrated version so they can sort of double dip then, right? Yeah, um, no, I mean, like, we, we are in an era where, like, we can sort of see public pressure change creative. Well, yeah. I mean, we, creative is a strong word because, like, a lot of, uh, at this point, a lot of movies are, like, practically algorithmically created <laughs> to drive ticket sales. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, you, like, social media is the reason we didn't get Ugly Sonic. Yeah, thank God. And then it's, I, I still, there's still a part of me that would love to know the real story. Like, there had to have been a point before that those posters were released where they're like, yeah, this is going to be, a, this, is a, this is a disaster. Why but does he get, have teeth? Like, let's let the public tell us it's a disaster so then they feel connected to the character. Because that's right. like... If they did that, that's super smart. If they didn't mm -hmm. do it, I don't know what to say, <laughs> which I am I am open to both worlds being possible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with the Sonic movie, I feel like that movie got a lot more attention than it would have because of how creepy the original render of Sonic was and because of the whole... Well, the internet felt Controversy like they, they is maybe it. too strong a word, but, like, they went out and delayed the movie because they were like okay we'll do it over everyone hates it yeah because i i promise you that movie would not have had the good press it had if right it didn't have the bad press first 
because I watched it and I thought it was going to be trash. And I was like, oh, it was kind of, it was okay. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. But I, I wonder, I just don't think it would have, because it, it got, it was rated way higher than I would have guessed by everybody. Yeah, I, I feel, feel like, like we are finally entering the era of the pretty okay video game movie. <laughs> yeah. Like we have we have moved out of the of the Uwe Boll. Oh, please. Uh, you know, Blood Rain adaptation. And there, into the like the Hey, that Sonic movie, movie was pretty decent. Yeah. You know, or the, the the Max Payne movie. Oh, I forgot that even was a thing. Oh yeah, yeah, with uh what's his name? The underwear model. Um uh I mean, that's so funny to call him that because no one really knows that he even did that. But Mark Wahlberg. Um, <laughs> there were like five different names that came into my head. And Mark Wahlberg wasn't one of them. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg was not one of them. I was like, did did Ryan Gosling do underwear modeling? Yeah. Like, who who are we talking about here? <laughs> I think one of my favorite. I remember seeing Wing Commander in the theater, and that's all I remember about the movie. <laughs> I don't remember anything else other than the fact that my dad and I went to go see it. I, I remember nothing else that happened. Other I mean, than we are existed. we are getting ready to enter an era where there are two Super Mario Brothers movies that could not possibly be more different from one another. <laughs> true true and i mean the new one looks fine and i i feel like that's that's where we're at now is like yeah i'm sure it will be it's gonna be okay yeah i mean it might even have some moments that are great who knows there 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 could be a few moments in that movie where you're like okay i'm sure there's some stuff that i will see when it comes about in you know like internet gif meme form and i'll be like oh cool that happened if you don't think you're not watching it i don't know what to tell you because because at some point i will have not seen it and you will not have seen it and then we'll force each other to watch it together (laughs) i mean fine (laughs) i'm not like i'm not jumping out of my uh i'm not jumping out of my shoes to watch it like I, I hope it does well. I hope it's good. Um, I haven't watched a movie since. Commando. I think. <laughs> I think maybe since you were here. That's what I said. Commando. Yeah, since Commando. <laughs> I must have watched. I'm sure you've watched something. No, 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 no. That's not true. I did watch one last spring. Um, Jesse and I watched uh, Turning Red. The oh, Pixar yeah. movie. Yeah. That was pretty fun. So I watched a movie last year. That's where I, I, I hope that I hope I just want the Mario movie to be in the pretty fun. Pretty yeah, fun. I, I think that's where it's going to end up. I um, I, th- I'm a little upset because like every single other country's voiceover of Mario seems to be significantly yeah. better than Chris Pratt. But that's what I was going to say is that that is the one that is the only part of the the whole thing that's kind of holding me back a bit at the moment. But realistically, the entire rest of the voice cast seems to be doing a great job. Yep. Yep. Uh, Jack Black sounds like he is absolutely going to crush his role as Bowser. 
Like, I mean, he sounds great. He just seems like he's having fun. Right? Yeah. Like, you can feel it. Yeah. I'm sure, and I'm sure there'll be a whole bunch of, oh, I get that reference moments. Yeah. Which will, which will, which will you know, that, that's always a there good There were like to... six of them in one of the, in one of the uh, previews. Yeah. Like there's like, hey, look, there's Smash Brother, or there, there's like a Smash Brothers stage where they're actually fighting each other. There's a Rainbow Road. There's a, you know, whatever else. <laughs> hey, the, the, the Kong family. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think they were. Look at all these Easter eggs in the crowd. Yeah. Woo. So that will be, I don't know. It'll be whatever. I'm sure we, I'll, I'll see it at some point. I'm, I'm positive. I don't think I'll bother seeing it in the, in the theater. Uh, But I guess time will tell. I don't know. It could be one of those, you know, those Tuesdays where it's cheap tickets. We're like, you know, I really want to eat popcorn. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go see Mario. (laughs) I want to get cheap tickets and $12 popcorn. Hey man, if you buy the if you buy the year bucket, then it's only four dollar popcorn plus whatever you paid for the initial bucket. But you don't have to think that way. <laughs> I always have to think that way. No, I no, I will just so you. Yeah, I, I was just telling you before we started recording how there's no food in my house, but I, <laughs> I refuse mean, to go grocery shopping because there's technically some food that's been sitting in the back of the pantry for a while, and I refuse to spend money. I always think like that. But before I bought the bucket last year, I planned out how many visits I'd have to make for it to break even. So, yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm pretending like I don't, but I do. No, I get it. I do the same thing with uh, with subscriptions. But I I will say it was fun having it, the bucket at one point, because we were going to the movies one day and we were like, do you want to see this movie really? No, I don't want to see this movie. Why are we going to the theater? Oh, popcorn. Why don't we just get popcorn and go home? Okay. <laughs> and so, because we had the bucket there, I was like, nice. Let's let's go. Let's go. Uh, let's just get some corn and get out of here. <laughs> the um, you see, like it's easy for me to dunk on the idea of like overpaying for movie theater popcorn. Sure. Because I don't actually like movie theater popcorn. Oh well, yeah, that makes it really easy. <laughs> Um, I do like movie theater candy, but what I like more than movie theater candy is buying a box of candy at the dollar store and smuggling it in. Oh, nice. Yes, yes. So that it costs me one dollar instead of six. Yeah, no, I get that. I've I've never bought candy. Well, that's not true. I actually I personally have never purchased candy for myself at at the movie theater because it, I can't I can't justify spending the money on candy. Popcorn. I don't mind because like the 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 disgusting oil that they have for the butter is only available there so so it's one of those things it's like yeah i'm paying the premium to to make myself sick it's fantastic yeah whereas candy i can just like there, you said there's an exclusivity the yeah. to this particular type of poison <laughs> right 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 um dude brains I, are weird oh yeah and, and <laughs> <laughs> it's I, I like it's it's kind of fun because it's the the theater bias. I feel like any day now they could be like, yeah, we're done. We we don't make mm. enough money. We're out. Yeah. So I don't I like s- supporting them, I guess. So and the popcorn has to be the best way to support a movie theater. <laughs> it's got to be right. Because it's certainly not the movie tickets. <laughs> it's got to be. <laughs> the popcorn is like three cents and they're charging you 10 bucks for it. You've played by buying a bucket of popcorn. You've paid for somebody's hour of work <laughs> yeah yeah you really have that's true 
Uh, would you like to get to a question before we uh, start talking about Mario Party? Yeah. Let's have a party before the party. Yeah. Um, this one this one comes in by way of swoggles, as they do. As, um, as the other <laughs> Yeah. This was actually um, this was actually shortly after I did my uh, my brief stint on GDQ. Okay. Oh, actually, uh, oh. pause on the question. I didn't say I didn't say music yet. Um, I just want to. I, I don't want to spend much time on this. I just want to offer a brief update on one of the things that I detailed last week. I have officially closed. All of the aforementioned sports betting account after after <laughs> profiting off of all of them by like a con- a couple hundred bucks each. <laughs> That's a we lot took, of cash. We took the safe. We took the the introductory bonuses and the safe bets and the stuff that they gave us, and then we cashed it out, and that was it. That's <laughs> and we're done. The accounts are closed. This is not the beginning of uh, of an addiction. We just we just. <laughs> we just took what they gave us. <laughs> just so you know, I wasn't honestly saying it was bad that you were doing it. I just felt bad for the people that it's really scary for. I know. Okay. I know. And I, I wanted to follow up because I just wanted to establish that, like, I'm not sitting here bargaining as I, like, spend hundreds or thousands of dollars a week on bets. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, like... I also felt bad because I was like, oh, I might be like encouraging people to start doing this that don't have the impulse control. True. That true. that I do. And that may not be like a safe experience for them. Yeah. Cause so I just wanted to say <laughs> that like all of those like all of those introductory offers are over and I took them and cashed them out and then now we're done. And don't gamble, kids. <laughs> Don't do it. Hey, actually, that's it's funny you, you said that because I was going to say something, too. I just remembered that I was, well, I forgot and then remembered and then you bring it up was perfect because last week the question was, what was a gift you got for Christmas that you really liked? Oh, yeah. And I, I said some stuff and then I was kind of like, oh, I feel uncomfortable talking about it. But the truth was, is I was just kind of panicking because somehow my brain completely froze and I couldn't think of anything I was given for Christmas. And... And rather than just saying that and being okay with the fact that uh, I couldn't think for whatever reason, I was like, oh, yeah, I feel uncomfortable talking about it, which is weird. And then I realized afterwards, one of the, the coolest gifts I got was from um, uh, was was from my friend Matt, who gave me a, a, this, a new carry-on, like, luggage, because he works at mm. Patagonia. And I, nice. I, and I really needed a new bag, and it's, it's super awesome. It's like all yeah. these f- fancy pockets, and it's really nice colors. Cool, cool. <laughs> so I just, I felt, I felt kind of bad afterwards. I was like, why, why did I pretend like it was a weird question rather than just saying I'm dumb and can't think of something because my brain froze? <laughs> like I was, I had the same experience where I was like, yeah, I got sparks of hope. I don't really remember anything else. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's just it. That's brains. <laughs> like Jesse and I bought each other gear to start playing pickleball. Pickleball? like the it's uh, it's a long story it's like tennis light yeah okay yeah yeah i i did a i did a page for a local tennis club where they're advertising pickleball and then i learned about pickleball and i was like this actually sounds pretty cool and then i showed it to jesse and she was like this looks pretty cool so now we're like gonna try it 
We got like a twenty dollar set of uh, of paddles and balls on Amazon. My understanding is that it's like tabletop tennis, but on a tennis court. Yeah. Where you don't move past. It's like six feet from the net, or not even. But basically, in like that that first like chunk of the net where you're using essentially yeah and a wiffle ball or something. <laughs> yeah, essentially, and you don't really have to. You don't really have to do a, a whole lot of running. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. That's fun. When do you when do you think you'll uh, be able to play a game? I don't know. Jesse's coming back from the airport literally today. She's been gone like practically all year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, granted, it's the 14th of January, so when I say all year, I mean, like, two weeks, but, <laughs> I but I mean, she left on the morning of the 4th, so, like... It's been 10 days. It's been... She's... She has been in Arizona and Florida for longer than she's been in Ohio this year. <laughs> that is a moment where context is extremely important. <laughs> is it? Yeah, because, like, if you were just to say that and not preface it by, oh, yeah, it's the 14th of January, not the middle of July. Oh, like, she's been gone most of the year? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's been, she has been traveling for 10 of the last 14 days. Yeah, no, I, it makes sense. And it, They, and it they feels... mean the same thing, but they sound very different. <laughs> anyway... Question it up. Is it music Question time? it up. Um, so, yeah, this was shortly after I did my stint on GDQ. Uh, Swoggles just wanted to let me know that my GDQ game looked damn near impossible and he doesn't blame me for getting stuck. Fun fact, I decided to go back and play it after finishing uh, Symphony of the Night last week and cleared the whole damn game in like an hour. Oh, <laughs> Including the stage that I spent almost the entire match on, I did in one shot. Because I was able That's... to manage the sprites on the screen and keep just, like, the five cars that were going at, like, a constant speed. I just kept them all on the screen so nothing else could spawn. And I just went through it in one in one easy shot. Aww. It's fine. It's like, the match wasn't really for anything. It was just, it was just fun. Um... <laughs> Swoggles also wanted to let me know that uh, Final Fantasy XIV combat gets better. Oh. Because um, I think we talked about that in a podcast where I was like kind of bored by the... I was kind of bored by the... No, I talked about it on the GDQ run, actually. Because that's, oh. what, the, that's what the GDQ run was about. Ellipsis's grudge was that I hadn't finished playing fourteen. And I was like, but I, I didn't really like it. And it was kind of boring. And the and the combat was kind of samey. <laughs> and then I got like tag teamed by both of them. I was like, listen, I'm not saying it's bad. I understand why people like it. And Brosentia was like, no, you don't. Because <laughs> A Realm Reborn is bad and everything after it is way better. I, I, I really need to see what people like. What 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 gets what changes about it? I don't know. I mean, it's, I love it's hard for me to like fathom it. Yeah. But Swoggle says this is coming from someone who thought the base game combat was some of the most tedious and boring combat I've ever played. But it, the combat gets all caps insane in the expansions, and it's actually a ton of fun. 
I, I would probably. But then they go on to also say that they don't. They still don't think it's worth recommending fourteen to someone unless they want to spend two thousand hours on it. Uh, yeah, I mean, because I'm sure I would love it because I love MMOs. Uh, I just don't feel like playing an MMO. Well, I feel it's. I gotta say it. it it's kind of unfun for me to think about starting an MMO like this late into its life, even though I played the original mm. Final Fantasy fourteen. So yeah. now it's kind of like, eh, it's too daunting to start. I don't feel like it. Yeah, because um, you have to put in so much extra work just to get caught up with where everyone else is, right? Yeah, and I'm the kind of person that likes to experience all of the stuff. So I mm. wouldn't want to just rush through the last five expansions to get to the current one. I'd want right, to like, right, do right. the stuff from it, which is stupid. And I, I realize I'm, I'm, you know, hurting myself if it's something I'd want to experience and I'm choosing not to because of it. Uh, you but know, I would be curious to know what the, how how what what it means by or what people mean by the combat gets better in my experience and i don't know we're different types of people when it comes to when it comes to like brain impulses sure and the sort of excuses that we make to do or not do things yes yeah um but in my experience if it's something that you have legitimate interest in and you keep telling yourself that you want to do it you want to do it and you legitimately do want to try it out there will eventually be a catalyst where you're like, screw it, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. yeah. And like all of the all of the excuses that we make for like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it right now. I don't really feel like it or it's or it's, you know, I'm it's always like, well, I don't think it's the I don't think it's a good time to start this or I'm too far behind or I this, this that or the other like eventually if you just if it feels right one day, you'll just be like, ah, I'm just going to do it. Screw it. We'll just go. And, yeah. you know, all of that stuff will fall by the wayside. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I did, I made an account to play again because uh, something happened to my old Square Enix account and they won't let me recover it. I don't know why. They're, like, so I, I can't ever get my original Square account back. So I made one and oh. played the game for, like, 10 hours. I was like, man, I don't know, just, I, I couldn't, I didn't get, I didn't get sucked in at all. And I was not reading text stuff, so it was like I was probably further than you were after your week. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's no, fair. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't further. Than I'm you not were. even sure how much I would have actually missed by not reading. Yeah, I I learned that I never read quest text ever in any MMO, and if I'm curious about the lore, I'll go read the wiki page. Yeah. Or or someone's write up about how deep the lore is, and be like, oh, cool. I'm glad someone took the time to synthesize all this boring quest text. We'll see, <laughs> like. I think it's really common to skip over like story in an MMO because it tends to be pretty middling. Yeah. Um, one of the things the that people specifically say about um, about 14 is it's got like one of the best MMO stories. Yeah. And I mean, so I was like, well, let's see what let's see what they got. But then everyone's like, oh, no, 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 not 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 the first one, not Realm Reborn. The base oh. game is actually still terrible. Oh, uh, OK, OK. But at the same time, it's like I feel like it's like Jojo part one where it's like, yeah, OK, it's <laughs> it's probably the worst part, but it also has some important setup and it introduces you to characters that you really, really need to know that are and and sort of like sets the sets the stage for all of the better stuff that's to come. Yeah. So you can't skip it. Although some people say you should skip it. But I don't know. I'm yeah, not that's... I'm not planning to go back to play it, but I, I 
I wanted to bring Swoggle's comments to the forefront before we get to the actual question. <laughs> no, Didn't nice. feel right to just skip over it. Fair. Yeah, I mean, hey, if you write in and that's what you write in, that's great. I like, I like, I like answering questions. I mean, I like talking about this stuff. Yeah. So fun. Where might someone write in to have their question or comments read? Oh, I think, I think there's an email address. It's, it's like a, the retro breakdown at gmail.com, I think. That's the retro breakdown at gmail.com. It's easy to remember because it's the name of the podcast. Yeah. At gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have any questions, you know, let us know. And then we'll cue the music. Swoggles' question is very straightforward, unlike the rest of the comments that we spent like 10 minutes discussing. Uh, if you <laughs> were to design if you were to design a home alone game, what would it be like? What, what? This is an impossible question. Um, do we have a platform restriction? Nope. Are there... Just so there, here's another way to think about it. Are there any games or genres you would you think would be fun to explore for the Yo, Home Alone universe? Listen, listen. If you mix the Genesis Home Alone with, like, the PC Home Alone and just tighten everything up, I think you'd have a real banger of an experience. Like, they're, th- those two games are decent ideas they just are executed horribly in many ways but i think okay. there's lots of it that could be really fun like the whole the whole weapon combining stuff and like protecting mm-hmm. your the protecting your neighborhood area of the genesis is really cool or like the big planning stuff and then setting the traps of the the original one and having the houses be more intricately designed where there's like extra passages and things uh, is pretty neat and i think if those were you know put to the to the standards of a 2023 uh indie game it would be pretty good i'm gonna drop experience i'm gonna drop two words on what a home alone game should be tower defense i could see tower defense being good yeah yeah like tower defense but it's just like it's literally just laying traps and weapons throughout the house. Oh man, you would be cool. What if it was like you you made like you know the the gambit system from Final Fantasy XII? Like you made like a bunch of like script like what if then kind of statements, and then mm. the 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 AI had to defend against the 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 sticky bandits. <laughs> like, there, you know what? Yeah, there. Uh, let me. Okay, hang on. I gotta find. Like, so you kind of are setting it up and then you just let it play out. Sort of like similar to a tower defense or, well, old tower defenses. But like, and then you can you can do stuff in between rounds or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, but that that could be kind of cool. Yes. Okay. No, there is there is specifically a game that is actually just Home Alone. <laughs> okay, what, what? But it's, it was made by Tecmo. It was made by Tecmo. And it's like, it's like M-rated because it's, because uh, it's like actually super gory. Okay. Because the traps do what they should actually do. Um, <laughs> Deception. Well, I've heard that name before. There is a, there is a series called Deception. I think the most, I think the last one to come out was, uh, was on the PS3. Wasn't there like a, 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 a. DS or 3DS game? Uh, there's oh, one no, on Vita. I, I, might, 
I feel like there was a board game. Okay, oh yeah, I'm typing it in. Let's play Deception, Murder in Hong Kong. But like, if I recall, like Deception is a game that is all specifically about setting up like chain reaction traps. Because you can't actually, it's, I don't know if it's grid based. Oh, holy crap, this game looks sweet. I don't, I, this is not the game I was thinking. I was thinking of, oh, is this, oh, wait, Deception 4 Blood Ties. Is that the same? Yeah, series? that's the most recent one. But it's ah. like, it's like almost 10 years old now. Yeah, very, it's, it's, it's recent to me. But yeah, the whole game is like you set up traps and then you basically like act as bait to kite enemies into tripping the traps. And then you just watch them get like pinballed around or chain reactioned as your, as your uh, traps actually kick in. Oh yeah. Yeah. This so is... it literally, it like just that game, <laughs> literally just that game. Cause that's all home alone is, is set a trap and then trick them into, into, into falling into it. Yeah. Yeah. Deception for blood ties yeah, I'm, is I'm the best it. home alone game. I'm looking at uh, <laughs> the PS1 Deception or uh, Invitation to Darkness, and it looks it looks kind of wild. Huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> we both just we both just okay. Let's move it. I'm done. Yep, that's We're, that's yeah, it. See, it. see you in a few seconds. Mario Party uh, certainly Mario Party 2 certainly is the second game in the series. It is. It, re- it is. It is. I would say it's it's better than the first. It's easily better than the first by quite a bit. The uh, first this is like let's just get it out of the way. This is essentially okay. a Mario Party 1 and Mario Party 2 podcast because sure, we're a, probably... like I th- I feel like half of what there is to talk about in Mario Party 2 is how it compares to 1. Yeah. I mean, it's... So you played it against the computer, correct? Yes. What but was, I have played it many, many times against family. Right, yeah. I mean, it's one of those games that... If, if you're... I mean, if, if you had a 64 and you're, you're our age, you played one of the three Mario parties, probably. Yeah. With, with family and friends at some point. Most likely. Uh, it's just kind of... It was like, you know, it was, it was right up there with playing having played Mario Kart or Smash Brothers or something. Yeah, absolutely. Games. Yeah, if you played a multiplayer game, it was this was probably one of them. Yeah. I will say I had no interest in playing Mario Party really. But then uh my friend Brandon was like, "Hey, I I want to play. I want to play it." I was like, "All right, you know what? I've never played Mario Party 2." Oh, so really? Yeah, I never played 2 ever. I played 1 and 3. Or well, I think I own 1 and 3. And I just skipped over 2. Um and I really wanted to be Mario in a in a cowboy hat. Or... Yeah, yeah, I do love that. Uh, there's two really nice things, like presentation wise, that I really like about Mario Party Two, and I, that I... is that every every stage you get a uh, you get a special outfit. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> and every stage has like every stage has like an actual plot. Yeah, and I love that Bowser has, like, a theme and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, really enjoy that. Like, I, I know Nintendo doesn't care what I right, want right yeah. here. But I would buy Amiibos of every single <laughs> character in all the stage outfits. <laughs> T- 
Damn, that's pretty them. good, actually. I love them a lot. I wish even or like just one giant way too expensive, you know, standee that was like a each character in all of their outfits or something like that. You know, That'd what's really dope cool. about it, too, is like the like the outfits are not all the same for each character. No, no. Like maybe they all have like a pirate hat, but even the hats themselves are different shape some, some yeah to yeah an extent, to an extent like the inclusion of donkey kong throws so many of the outfits off because <laughs> it's like all right we got to give him something else because he's not gonna fit in like a regular ass shirt like everyone else yeah so i, I wanted to be Mar- western mario but brandon really wanted to be mario so i was like fine was when i was like well let's play on the pirate stage so i ended up being donkey kong in a pirate hat which was which which worked out for me because that's really pretty good donkey kong that's pretty good. <laughs> I I gotta say, overall, playing Mario Party. I, I, this sounds stupid, but the the fact that like there's stars and you have to win almost ruins Mario. Like the the one that came out on the Switch where you just play the mini games, which I didn't play, but like the newer one where it, isn't it just like oh, a yeah. collection of all the mini games and stuff? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that's a better version of Mario Party. The game board's kind of dumb. Like, you I, never really go where you want to go, I feel like. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I didn't, I haven't, we didn't use many items or we just got unlucky. Because on the pirate stage, we, I, I barely ever got across the bridge. Because by the time I'd be on the bridge, someone would land on a question mark and then launch me off of it. Okay. Like every time. Okay. But I was probably supposed to use, like, a golden mushroom to, you know, go three times or something. Okay, listen. Okay. Okay. I'm with you in that the map design in Mario Party 2 is unnecessarily, like, it hates you so much. Hostile. <laughs> yes. Um, the, like, there's way too... Maybe that's what I'm thinking. There's of. way too much stuff in every board in Mario Party 2 that is like, oh, were you trying to go in a direction? Go back to start. Yeah, that's that's what I'm referring to. It's just the des- the boards themselves are not bad, and I actually enjoy the idea of having a game board that you play on. Like, that's fun. It's I think it's just the design in this game is like... <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, there's there are there. multiple there are multiple traps and events that can just like randomly send you back to the beginning I'm, when I mean, the whole point of the game is that you have to spend like five or six turns getting across the map to get to a star. Yeah. And when you get three or four turns into that five or six turns getting across the map and then you have to start over feels real bad. Yeah, it was a we, did, we played for 20, 20 turns and we bought one star. Yeah, only one person could get to the the buying star spot. Now, I and, do I will say also that um there there was sort of a shift in uh Mario Party design philosophy. Okay. Um that you see really really hard in Super Mario Party. Because in is that, is Super that the first Mario Party on the Switch. Yeah, that was the first Mario Party on the Switch. Yeah. Um, which is a good Mario Party. Yeah, I had fun with it. Um, but in early Mario Party games, you can choose between 20, 35, or 50 turns. (laughs) 50 turns of Mario Party. In later Mario Parties, 20 is the maximum number of turns you can play. Yeah, yeah. And this is reflected in the game board because... They are made really, really sprawling and big because they expect you to play for 35 or 50 turns. 
Yeah, it's definitely true. I mean, I I played a we, I would say, we play quite a bit of Mario Party growing up, and I, like, if I were to look at the boards from Mario Party One, I would there's there's going to be parts of that I've never seen before in my life. Yeah, and we played it for you know probably fifty sixty hours or something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like the. The whole design philosophy is that, like, bigger boards for longer play. Mm -hmm. So there's more of the board to see, and, like, everything's more spread out, so it takes time to get from place to place. Um, I played Super Mario Party once and got three stars in one turn. (laughs) You know, know what's funny is, at first I was ready to be like, eh, Mario Party, I'm not so sure. I, I my very first turn I roll the dice and I open up a question mark block and get a star. And then, <laughs> and then you were like, I'm in. Then I'm like, nice. And then my next turn, I do the same thing. <laughs> okay, that's messed up actually. I was like, whoa, whoa. And Brandon, the guy I was playing with was like, dude, are you serious? Like what what how? I, what the hell? And then the end the one NBC player got a star from a random dice roll to we're like, what is happening? I thought like I didn't think there were even more than two on a on a map at any given point. You, it was just three from you just like a question mark block appeared over our heads. And yeah, from hidden blocks. Up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen three show up in, in a game, much less in like the two same turns. couple of turns. <laughs> yeah, it was like the first two turns of the map, too. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> yeah, I like... Mario Party, especially early Mario Party, is really kind of knocked for that element of randomness. Yeah. And it's something that Nintendo has always... um, Nintendo always tries to add an element of of RNG or, you know, sort of like skill punish. Yes, yeah. For for lack of a better term. To their games because they like they wanted to remain accessible. And if there is a if there is a competitive aspect to the game, they want to make sure that even if you're not technically the best player, you still can like actually have a chance to win and enjoy yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there's like trips in the code that if you're clearly in first place when the other random events take place you have a higher chance of being selected yeah uh because whenever someone landed on the bowser space i was the one that was like giving up my coins and right yeah it was a star and stuff yeah you can feel it's like like mario party has a bunch of like subtle blue shelling <laughs> yeah sometimes not oh, oh yeah yeah subtle in the sense that you're it's 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 in the guise of being random. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because it is very much not subtle once this decision has been made. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, like, so the biggest thing in Mario 2, um, especially compared to 1, is no more tearing the skin off your palms. <laughs> Are all of the rotating games gone out of Mario They're 2? They're all gone and continue to be gone for basically every game until superstars when they were like, Hey, you know what? People really liked tug of war. <laughs> yeah. I, I loved losing the skin on the palm of my hand, which I, I literally pulled this, like I ripped this, the, uh, the first layer of skin off of my hand from playing it. Yeah. No, I, like everyone did. That's why yeah. they got sued and had to start sending out like potholders or whatever. 
Yeah, they said, I remember gloves. They sent out like the the half gloves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, where I covered the palm of your hand. So you could destroy your joystick and stuff. Yeah, that's, that's the other side of it. Everyone talks about, like, tearing the skin off your palms because that totally happened and it hurt like hell. Oh, yeah, really. It hurt a, a lot. I mean, obviously. It didn't hurt in the moment. It was right after. Once once you lost Tug of War, you're like, shit. And you and feel, like, oh, yeah, God. and you feel that, like, <laughs> that, like, pulsing heat. Yeah, yep. In your palm. And you look down, you see it's red and there's, like, and there's, like, a bunch of raw skin in the middle, and it's, like, <laughs> yeah. peeling off. Yeah, it's that first layer, right? Where So it's, like, then you have that really pinky skin underneath. Yep. Um, and then you're just, well, like, worth it. <laughs> and then two weeks later, you buy another controller. <laughs> Thankfully, my controllers, I, I, they were, they were, now, if I were to pick up my gray controller, it's tired, and my blue controller, but yeah. uh, since I had... We had four controllers in the house. I would rotate them for games. So they were mostly, they're mostly decent, I would say. But that was just because we had extra controllers. If we only had, if I only had one sixty-four controller, that thing would have been destroyed. (laughs) I, so I went through, or my family in general, um, I've never had to buy more controllers for any console in my life than... (laughs) than for the Nintendo 64 (laughs) ever. Now, having said that, after the first couple of controllers, we started buying Mad Cats. Sure, that makes sense. And then the replacement rate went up. it It took a little less time to wear those ones out. Kyle had a few of those really awful off-brand controllers and it was always like oh who gets stuck with this one for golden eye <laughs> yep <laughs> but yeah that's that's one thing like i appreciated them cutting that out um yeah i had fun with all the mini games except there uh, i'm trying to think there's one or two that we played where like this is just i don't even know what's happening and i can't not think of what it was shoot i should have wrote down the name because it was funny that we were like what what are we supposed what's going on <laughs> Um, cause there's a few times where we didn't do the preview, which, you know, may not be the best choice. Oh yeah. Yeah. Playing. Cause that's awesome. Honestly, like the, the ability to, here's all the controls and here's a preview button. Yep. I forgot about that. And I think that's really neat. In, in Are you talking about the, the practice run? Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Not preview practice. Cause the preview, like you can shut that off too. Yeah, no, the no, actual, I, I like, the, practice. The, the cloudy screen where it actually gives you the instructions. I turned that off just to get through the game faster because, like, I was I was basically like, yeah, I played this game to death when I was younger. I remember how to play. And then there were a couple that came up where it was like, oh, I don't actually remember how to do this. <laughs> how, how many turns did you end up playing for? I played 20 turns, but I played every map. Oh, holy crap. That's an incredible amount of Mario Party. Eh, there's six maps, so... Yeah, I mean, it was for the it was for the extra life marathon, so I had time. Oh. Okay, yeah, so it's like it's like it's like forty five minutes at least per per map. Yeah, roughly, yeah, it's about right. That's pretty. Yeah, that's good. So you experienced you got to experience. So did you have a favorite game board then? Uh, I have a soft spot for Western Land. All right, um, just from from uh, childhood or what? What was? Yeah, it was the one we played the most when I was younger. Um, actually, played it so much that I. I, we, I actually, we played it so much that I got tired of it, actually, and was like, 
when I was younger, it's like, can we please play any other map? I'm so tired of this one. <laughs> um, but going back to it, it was, it was really fun. Um, do you, have a, do you have a favorite from this last stream? Trying to think what was the, um, mystery land is an abomination. Mystery land, mystery. Land. Okay. Why? Um, because it's actually like four different. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the image from the wiki now since I didn't play it's the other four maps. different maps that you have to warp back and forth between. <laughs> oh, okay. And you don't have a choice in the matter. Once you complete a lap around it, there's like a specific spot that is like the warp off to the next point spot. What? what? So like you basically do like a lap around each thing and then you land on a random spot on that on that next island and then continue the, the rotation. So you can land like you can land such that you have to go all the way around that island or you can land one step away from going on to the next one, which is real great when there's a star on the island and you need to make sure you land behind it. <laughs> and then the uh, the event spaces actually change the rotation of what island leads oh. to what other island. <laughs> oh, God. So it's basically impossible to navigate. Mario Party game design is really just like, you know, and it's it's an allegory for life. <laughs> That is what Mario Party game design is. It's like it's you know, out to is... get you, and sometimes people win them when they don't deserve it. Yeah. And occasionally just a whole bunch of random shit happens. <laughs> and people who end people who have the most money get rewarded for no reason. <laughs> yeah. If you've been winning, prepare to win some more. <laughs> the one of the best things that later Mario Party games did is change up the bonus stars. Oh, I don't really know the well, like what? So like, like the the three main bonus stars in in like most of the early Mario Party games, coins. I think until like six or seven or something like that. Yeah, it's like mini games and coins. I know that. Yep. Whoever won the most coins in mini games, not whoever won the most mini games, specifically whoever won the most money in mini in mini games. Ah, okay. Um cuz there's somewhere like your earning potential money. is like most of them you just win 10 for winning, but some of them are like it's however much you pick up. Yeah. Um Yeah, and it's whoever had the most money at any point in the game. Like, basically the high watermark for holding on to coins at one time. Yeah. And then there's whoever hit the most uh, question mark spaces. Oh, the question mark spaces is something that... Okay, I wasn't sure if that was just random for when we played or if it's... Nope, that's every game. Whoever hit the most question mark spaces gets a star. Ah, interesting. And it's, it was that way for, like, five or six games or something like that. And like, those were the three. Minigame, coin, happening. Um, later on, so like you can actually sort of factor that in when you're trying to figure sure. out like who wins, like the bonus stars, there's no suspense because you basically know you have a pretty good feeling of who's going to win. Yeah, you have a pretty good feeling of like who's been dominating in mini games, who's like you absolutely know who had the most coins. Yeah. Is it most um, coins at any point in time or just at any total? point? Not at the end of the game. Right. The, the most coins at the end of the game can be a tiebreaker. Like, if people end with the same number of stars. Of course, yeah. But, like, the 
the actual bonus star goes to whoever had the highest number of coins on hand at one time at any point in the game. Hmm. Which, like, if someone had 150 coins and you know that you only had 120, you, you know who's getting it, right? <laughs> right. So that's really easy to plan for. And you have a general sense of who's hit a lot of question mark spaces, you know? I or if you like, hit, like, none of them. I feel like Mario 3 or one of them may have, So there was at least a little bit of randomness to the to the bonus stars. It wasn't always just those three, or am I totally wrong? I promise you it's absolutely the same every time in 3. Wow. They What I'm saying is, like, in later games, they actually added more bonus stars and randomized them. So All eventually right. there's bonus stars for, like who hit the most red spaces, who hit the most, uh, you know, who uh, spent the most money on items, who used the most items, um, all yeah, sorts of different stuff like that's, this. That's what I'm remembering. But I mean, the last Mario. Who uh, who I... traveled the most spaces? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. So I, now I didn't. It's weird because I didn't play Mario Party. I, I don't think I played a single Mario Party game after three until i bet super mario party i bet you played eight for the wii because a lot of people played eight for wii i've definitely played eight one time at a friend's house i'm sure i'm positive i played eight at least once or maybe like twice but i don't remember i don't remember oh i remember no well i was at that well some of the mini games what they had you do looked very funny Yes. Because you're using a Wiimote. Yes. <laughs> you know, absolutely. I remember one in particular where you have to shake a soda can. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I do remember doing that because then we were all laughing because, you know. <laughs> yep. Because you were shaking a soda can. <laughs> yep. That's why. And that's exactly what it looked like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I definitely. <laughs> so that's, that is where uh, that is. You're right. I did play that. Yeah. Eight was a. Uh, like, crap, I feel was... like it was really easy to skip a lot of the GameCube ones, but like, I feel like a lot of people saw Mario Party 8 for the Wii and were like, oh, that's perfect. There was five years between Mario Party 8 and 9. How did Nintendo not try and make more money? Like, the Wii was so big. I'm surprised. Yeah. It, I mean, I don't they know. The Wii out... was a weird time. You mm-hmm. know how, uh, you know how Miyamoto is with things, right? They're always like, True. there's no reason to do a new game unless we have like a new feature or there's some innovation that we can put into it. Yeah, but Mario Party was a, like a yearly franchise practically for for like one, two and three. And then there's a few years for the GameCubes and then the GameCube games were four, f- five, six and seven, like year, year, year. And then they did eight and then like, nah, nothing. We've, yeah. we've hit the peak with Mario Party 8. We have a can shaking game. You know what is actually the weirdest part? What? Let me let me double check this. I need to. I bet the Wii U Mario Party 10 was probably pretty fun. Oh, I it's it's bad. Oh, it is. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> do, do you not like in Mario Party 9 and 10? They completely changed the entire format of the game. What do you mean? You know how in Mario Party you get to control a character on the game board and move where you want? Sure. What if 
Okay. Every what if all of the characters instead of having their own like instead of having their own characters that they could move across the board and go where they want, mm. what if mm-hmm. every character was on the same like sort of group car and they all took turns moving the same to the, the same uh vehicle vehicle down a linear path come on and then like and you get instead of coins you get mini stars and they're basically just like randomly distributed based on how far you get to go on your turn and how many of them you hit as you go oh yeah i see i see mario i see mario yoshi peach and wario hanging out in a car on the box art yep and they're all very excited because one star appeared I believe nine is like this also. No, yeah, that's nine. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah, nine and ten completely changed the format. So instead of everyone going around a game board and doing what they want, everyone just hangs out in a car together and you have no agency. Hold on a minute. They removed Donkey Kong as a playable character after Mario Party 4? Yes. Until Mario Party 10? Yes. Why? Because he starts being like a, he starts being an event space. That's I'm really not okay with that. There, there, there's a. I love Donkey Kong. There's a, there's Donkey Kong spaces that you can land on. Nope. And he'll like Mm -hmm. give you a star or let you play a mini game for coins or something. That's not okay. Why would they? (laughs) What a weird decision. Why wouldn't they just use one of their, like a million other characters? I don't know, man. I don't know. What I do know, well, what I think is that I want to say Mario Party 2 is the best N64 Mario Party. Yeah, I, I had I had a good time. And not just because RNG smiled upon me with two stars in my first yeah, two I mean, moves. That does feel good. <laughs> I do actually really like three. I remember um, enjoying three. I, I, I would say we could play it again and we can, um, but I would rather do it later <laughs> yeah well i don't think it's out on the switch online service yet oh it's not okay okay i think they launched one and two and have plans to launch three later when it hits the end of the month and they realize they haven't released oh, anything God, yet and they anything. they need to get something out there <laughs> yeah wait so what else is i know we, we got to play 1080 snowboarding whenever that comes out mm, uh-huh. yeah yeah because i didn't really play that very much and would like to actually try I have fond memories of it, and I don't remember. I want to know if they're good, like I mean, if they're if they're if it's just nostalgia or like you right, know, right. memories or what. I don't remember what else is coming out this year. I know Pokemon Stadium One and Two are coming out, but without the ability to play with your Pokemon characters, I don't know who that's for. <laughs> I, I mean, the mini games will be fun. The that stadium battle. <sighs> The stadium battles, like, I did some with just, like, the stock characters. Oh, yeah, me too. I mean, just, I like, the stock through... Pokemon. Yeah, I, like, I remember it. can be it. fun, but it's, I mean, there's better ways to do that now with more robust movesets. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It just, it just feels weird when they could have had the ability to give it to you as a, like, they could have just put Pokemon red and blue there. Not even yeah. yellow. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we continue to wait for them to add uh, mobile ports, like Game Boy and oh. Game Boy Advance games. 
they, I mean, they, eventually to be that's going to be a big selling point for something at some point, I'm sure. It like that's the thing I'm most excited about because those are the games that I missed. Yeah, I I, I keep okay. <laughs> I keep thinking about playing through Manish Cap, and then I'm like, you know, it's going to be it will be on one of their services eventually, and then I'll be excited that the service is being announced because I won't have just played it. <laughs> so yeah, I, I keep waiting to play it, even though I could just you know load up my Game Boy game or Game Boy Advance game. If they uh, put out like I I'm I'm gonna call it right now like if they if they were to put out Oracle of Ages and Seasons on oh like my, a a Game Boy Color oh my god service, I would yeah. stream it. Hell yeah, dude. Like, I've been wanting to, I've been thinking about playing it anyway. That would just give me the excuse that I need. That would be exactly. awesome. Yeah. Well, and, you, and they'd be free. Like, you'd have them right there. Yeah. Um, That would be, that would be so cool. And I'm, I'm totally with you on Minish Cap that I've seen bits of that game, mostly like from GDQ runs. Yep. That game looks incredible. <laughs> yeah. I've just, I've just never finished it i played through a decent amount of it and then i stopped for some reason and then that's all she wrote i don't know why i mean like like handheld and pc are like like classic pc yeah are like the biggest gaps in my gaming knowledge by far we we should play some descent because like i what is descent uh hold on i'll send it to you um I had a Game Boy I had I had a Game Boy Color that I got around the time Pokemon came out and I got Pokemon Red, Blue and Yellow and nothing else. <laughs> and that was the only so I like Pokemon first gen is the literal only handheld game that I had until years later when I got a DS Lite. Nice. I sent you the the link on uh Discord and I, I was gonna buy this for you because I put it on my wish list at once it goes on sale and then I just forgot that I had on my wish list because I thought this should be a game you play because it's it's a it's a trip. Oh god, uh, I'm just reading the just I'm just the reading video. the description and looking at this logo <laughs> and I'm I'm like regretting it already. Come on, it's classic interplay. Just watch the video and look at the like the movement it wants you to do because it's just a fully 3D open world kind of flying spaceships thing. Shout out to Interplay. I thought this game was so cool when I was when I played it as a as a young boy. I didn't know. Oh, this is like full on like anti-grav 3D. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you just you just it's basically like you're in a developer, uh, <laughs> like a developer. Space. <laughs> you're basically programming for the Nintendo 64. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> this game is nuts. They're stomach churning, mind bending. <laughs> 90s fun. Honestly, this like this game actually kind of looks dope. It's really cool. I lo- I seriously loved it. Uh, that's and I thought that it would be a game that you would like enough to <laughs> experience. So this this would be a very excellent early computer uh, PC kind of game to. It into. looks like the. Um, it looks like the. It looks like you're in all range mode in Star Fox. Only the <laughs> the camera spins with you. Yeah, that's what's so crazy. Yeah, um, that's fun. I guess we're I, done talking about Mario Party. It's Mario Party. It's a it's, good Mario oh, yeah. Party. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I 
thought it's it was okay. The like when the podcast. <laughs> listen, when we veer off topic, it means there's nothing more to say. Like <laughs> I, I, I played forgot. Mario Party for the for the charity stream a couple weeks ago <laughs> and convinced you to do it because I'd already done it and it was Mario Party and we hadn't done a Mario Party game. I mean, it worked out well. It really was perfect timing. Yeah, yeah, it worked yeah. out really well, and I don't I don't regret it at all. Like it. It's Mario yeah. Party. It was it was really nice. I haven't played the early Mario Party games in a long, long time. I'll be honest. This podcast is not a very in, like it's not a good podcast in terms of talking about Mario Party Two, but it was an excellent podcast in getting me motivated to play Mario Party Two again. Oh, really? <laughs> I, appreciate, I appreciate it for that, right? Because like, I mean, the the we're, we haven't. Oh, I thought you meant like the. I thought you meant again, like after this podcast. No, 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 no. I, no, I mean, I mean the the queue up for this. Where, where? Yeah, gotcha. We haven't really added much to the conversation of Mario Party Two, <laughs> other than it's it's Mario Party Two. There's but not was... much to say about it that hasn't already been said. <laughs> yeah. I do want to talk briefly about the the absolute audacity of the game balance in Mario Party One. <laughs> I, I I railed on this a bit in the in the actual charity stream, but like the balance in Mario Party One is so off the rails absurd. There are <laughs> yeah. games where like there are mini games in Mario Party One where like they are one on three and the role of like oh in many God. cases your role is to lose. Yeah. And that like was, you, and the control that you have is to maybe not lose as much. Right. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. But like there's no actual win condition for you. Like there's a game called Bash and Cash where you get dressed up in a Bowser suit and the other three people hit you with hammers and steal your money. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> like your controls are like move and jump. <laughs> run around the arena and try not to get hit too hard with hammers too often. <laughs> yeah. That's the game. <laughs> and there's and there's a bunch of others where it's like stupid game. There's a bunch of others where it's like the one on three in particular is like those games are all deeply imbalanced. They're horrible for either one side or the other. Yeah. Sometimes it's for the one, sometimes it's for the three, but they're never, they're almost never fun. Yeah. <laughs> for, for, for one group. They're I mean. always nonsense. There's the one where, um, there's the one with the, the flower where the, the one player is running around on top of a flower and there's like coins that drop down. Oh yeah. And the, the one player has to like balance on the flower cause it like tips side to side. Right. Okay. Yeah. And the coins slide. But you basically just run up there and you try to gather all the coins before they fall down. If they fall down, they fall in the water where there's three players down there in boats who are literally just sailing around to pick up scraps. <laughs> and it, it always ends with like the one player finishes with like 30 coins and everyone else has like maybe one. <laughs> and the worst part about it is like the one disadvantage that the single player has is that they can fall off the flower, right? Mm -hmm. If they fall off the flower, the mini game just ends. Yeah. So if, if yeah. <laughs> so even if they even if they fail, like they the three players out. don't get an opportunity to actually benefit from it. Yeah, yeah it's a really terrible mini game again, just like life. 
Yeah. <laughs> we can uh, we can talk about bowl over where the one player yep. has a uh, has a Koopa shell bowling ball. And your job is to literally be set up as a bowling pin and try and not to die. Hop, and hop away as best you can. That one's a little bit easier as the pins because you can you can kind of as long as you're splitting it. A bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, that one's pretty dumb. But still, if you get knocked over, if you get knocked over, like, I think, I don't know if later games bring this back, but like Mario Party 1 is the only Mario Party game that I know of where you can lose coins in mini games. <laughs> Specifically because like someone stole them from you. Yeah, I don't, I feel like that's, that's a, a unique feature to, to Mario Party 1. It is wild. So Mario Party 2, by way of recognizing some of these like severe balance issues and getting rid of uh, and getting rid of the spinning minigames is significantly better. Yeah, it is like it is almost like a Street Fighter one to two level difference <laughs> where I mean, like you could getting... almost consider you could almost consider Mario Party 2 to be like the proper start of the franchise. Yeah, I just just by getting rid of the rotating games was enough because there's still going to be some imbalanced mini games in Mario Party 2 every, you know, but but by not having the rotating games is, is such a huge boon to be able to just enjoy playing it, even if the mini game kind of sucks, because you're not going to have to destroy your hand or your controller. Yep. Yep. You, there I, are, there are a significant and unfortunate number of, uh, of games that involve like extreme mashing. Yes. Yep. That's what I was going to say is that they really want you to mash those buttons and the AI on the higher difficulties mashes. I think someone said literally, um, the AI actually mashes faster than the inputs of an of an N64 controller can physically go. Oh, so you like the AI is so imbalanced that you can literally have like a turbo controller and still lose because the oh. computer will outmash you. <laughs> because yeah, it, you like physically the controller cannot. Yeah, exact. Mario go Party is absolutely fast. a story of life. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> you can cheat. There, there'll be times where cheating doesn't even help you. <laughs> yep. There is one thing that I miss from Mario Party 1 though. What's I'm going to send it in you and I'm going to send it to you in Discord and we can uh, and we can end off on that. I would like you to read it out loud, please. This is a battlefield even now. On this barren earth war continues. <laughs> Mario Party. Life. <laughs> 